I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? We're back. It's Thursday, I think. I don't know anymore. We're still in that New Year rut, but whatever. So Tuesday, we did a video show. Lee was behind the glass. But guess what? He's jumped this side. Lee is behind the desk. Murphy's also here. I'm here. I'm present. We're all here. Boys, how we doing? Really well, mate. It's... uh... Yeah, it's still January. Uh, more things happen in the NFL. More breaking news all the time. I don't know. It's really weird. Like when when you're in the grind of the regular season, churning out content and podcasts daily and, and everything, it's like it goes by so quickly. And it gets to January and I thought, oh, we'll relax a bit. And it just feel like it's even busier somehow. It's just, it's crazy. But uh, do you know I'm what? It. And then you announced that we're probably going to do not one at 32 team, not quite 32 team, live draft podcast. 32 picks at least. Yeah, yeah 32 pick podcast where loads of different people dial into Zoom at different times and then throw it my way. And Chris, oh, Chris, just knock that out, edit it. And yeah, no worries about it. Stop. We're going to do two Rush Nations. So we're going to do one soon and then one just for the draft. Yeah, it's two and a half months in between there. Yeah. It's not that bad. Well, sir, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, no. Listen, I mean, I mean, we, are, we are the opposite of Top Gear. We're ambitious, but reasonably successful. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, then we're just like Top Gear. Ambitious, but rubbish. Either way, I'm taking it. And Freddie Flintoff, if you are listening, welcome to Five Yard Rush. Thanks for coming and listening. And that'd, be, that'd be my dream guest, I'll be honest. Freddie Flintoff? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably have to retire after that. If I got Freddie, I'd watch anything Freddie Flintoff's in. If Freddie Flintoff was on this podcast, we'd get jobs. We'd well, get jobs and we'd be able to walk off. Somebody do something to Freddie Flintoff. <laughs> He's a hard person to get hold of. That's I'm working on others. Okay, okay. All right. But, Lee, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Nice to be on the other side of the camera this time. How does it feel to be back? It's great. Been too long. It has yeah. been too long. Yeah, it has yeah. been too long. You're always welcome. The door is always open, even though it's not my, uh, my garage. <laughs> <laughs> No, the door is pretty much always open. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we, we talk about doing stuff all the time for a long time. How about we get to today's guest who did something in a much, much shorter length of time? 
We had him on the podcast before, just before his special journey, and he is back. It's Jacob Barner. He just broke the world record by going to every single NFL stadium in the United States in 84 days. Jacob, welcome back to Five Yard Rush, man. How you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Oh, listen, we were thankful more that you came on. You're on every <laughs> podcast I listen to at the moment. And I'm like, oh, it's Jacob. Oh, Jacob. Oh, he's, he's on with Ross Tucker. Oh, he's on with Nat Coombs. And I'm like, oh. I'll never come back on this show again. And yet here he is. Proof that it hasn't changed you entirely. But we appreciate No, you no, just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to be back in the... Uh, the land of us mere mortals instead of swanning it and uh you know getting on big screens and uh breaking world records you know having to do a nine to five although it's shift work and uh yeah and and back to this lovely country with superb weather that we have yes it, it was very strange for about two weeks especially the first game i watched back here you know the first sunday of nfl back here was a little bit strange it felt a bit bit wrong. I remember when I first got off the plane, uh, I can't remember if it was Gatwick or Heathrow, but it was really, really cold and I was a bit moody, even though we'd flown from somewhere cold anyway, but it just felt worse because uh, I knew it was in the UK. So I was a bit moody for a couple of days, but I got over it, thankfully, and my body certainly needed the rest. Yeah, I imagine it was a pretty intense time, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) The, uh, The food, the drink, the tailgating three, four times a week, it, uh, it, it caught up to me, funnily enough. I uh, I tried, it's funny, because like, you certainly can't complain at all, because I was having the time of my life. But I'd say to people, like, oh, I'm so tired. And they'd be like, yeah, but you're just out watching football all the time. And then my friends would come over for like a week, and we'd do like three, four games in a week. And they'd be like, how have you done this for 13 weeks? <laughs> <laughs> I needed a holiday after my holiday, really. Well, yeah, I mean, you got one coming up in a, in a month or so, but you, yeah. the thing is, I, I, I can't relate, obviously, but I spend three hours a day commuting and that's on a train. So, I mean, you, you fly and, you know, I, people find it, it's like, but you're sitting on a train. It is knackering. It is knackering traveling to and from work. I don't know why. Yeah, but yeah I, it shouldn't be, but it, it is. Be. I don't get it. Nor do I. So you're obviously traveling from city to city. That is, it is exhausting. So it's not you watching football, it's you traveling and then occasionally watching a game as a bit of downtime almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And don't, don't get me wrong. It was, it was the time of my life. I wouldn't, uh, no regrets. I wouldn't have, have swapped it for anything. I enjoyed, you know, pretty much every minute despite the traveling. And you, look, you get used to the traveling for sure. But, uh, yeah, not having to fly for a while was certainly nice once I got off that final flight back in the UK. That was that was nice to think, do you know what, in two days I don't have to fly somewhere. <laughs> I can't imagine that many air miles. I just, it's, it's, yeah. I, can't, I just can't fathom the amount of air miles you've clocked up. Do you know roughly how many how much you've done in the air? I don't so somebody who was writing an article told me that point to point across, you know, everywhere I've been was 36,000 miles, which apparently is one and a half times around the world. Wow. I don't know. That's what they said. They could be lying, but... Well, it sounds right. I mean... You think, <laughs> yeah, that's not an argument. Yeah. America's pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. I certainly wasn't going to work out to dispute it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> so you're heading to the Super Bowl in a month's time, courtesy of the NFL UK. Have you decided who you're taking? And if so, how did they take that news? <laughs> I have decided. I just... I. I decided to pick someone quite early before I had everybody asking me who I was taking and give it, trying to give me little hints. But I'm taking one of my friends, Lawrence, who I used to play with in, at university. We've lived together for four or five years. And he came out while I was over there for a week. And we did Seattle, LA and San Francisco together. So, um, yeah, I'm taking him. And, yeah, I went and told him the day after I got back maybe the day I got back actually and uh yeah he was ecstatic he was he was very very happy bless him so yeah we're getting the planning in this week pretty much sorting out kind of uh flights all that kind of stuff and yeah I cannot wait absolutely cannot wait it's going to be a an unbelievable you know few days it was something that was always on 
I know I kind of said this trip was on my bucket list, but this one of the Super Bowl has been on the bucket list longer. So the fact that kind of one spun the other was really, really cool. Yeah, incredible. I've watched that video a lot of you finding out and, uh, you know, you're on the big screen and you didn't absorb all the information (laughs) straight away, did you? No, and do you know what it was? So the bit that they used, so the first time that... um, uh, that Rich McKay told me, the, the Falcon CEO, he kind of told me and I was just trying my best not to swear in front of all the NFL films cameras because I know they wanted to use the footage. And so I was like, what, what, wait, what? And I thought it was a joke. And then I thought that'd be a pretty mean joke, really, <laughs> for them to, to put that on the big screen. And then he hands me the ball and, and says it. And then the NFL films guy is like, oh, you handed the ball a bit sloppily. Can you redo it? And I was like, what am I supposed to pretend I don't know? So the second time when he gives me it, I'm like, oh, what? No way. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, now I'm going to look really entitled. Like, I'm just like, well, yeah, of course I'm going. When really, it was because I was like, I was still absorbing it from the first time I was told it. So I was like, yeah, I hope they don't use that bit. So I'm not too sure which, I think they used the second time, unfortunately, but they didn't stay on it for too long, thankfully. Ah. Just awesome. Um, yeah, unbelievable. And I had no idea as well, which was the best part. I had no idea what was coming. They gave me like a signed Matt Ryan jersey and I thought that was what the present was. I was like, that's incredible. I was so happy with that. And so when that came, I was like, I, yeah, couldn't believe it at all. That's awesome. Did Did you get to meet Matt Ryan? I didn't, know. They, um, they wanted to do stuff where I got to meet some of the players, but... There's pretty strict rules on what the players are and aren't allowed to do in pregame. So they were pretty strict with the players kind of being focused on their warm-up and not on talking to people. So unfortunately, they uh, they weren't able to. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool regardless. And I got to watch the warm-up from the sideline, which was, was really cool. So... Yeah, no, there was definitely some some uh, some cool stuff regardless of not getting getting to meet him. It's, it's still incredible. To be honest, he probably just asked you for your jersey anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little swap. <laughs> I was going to say, at this point, you're probably more famous than he is. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Although I haven't lost the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that ice. <laughs> yeah, I really like him. That was really mean. <laughs> I'm going to clip that. He's listening. He said he wants to come back. No. <laughs> We're definitely going to add that. He's definitely going to He's getting added for that. I love he it. He could ask for his jersey back in here. <laughs> nah. he's, uh, he's not. He's probably, he'd just probably send you another one, but he just probably won't have the numbers two, six, or three in it. <laughs> <laughs> so. What was it like for the first few games getting ready and did you get time to spend in Chicago before the first game? Yeah, so the first game was a Thursday, uh, opening night. I arrived in Chicago Monday night, so I wanted to give myself a couple of days, get over jet lag, because I knew right once I start travelling, I'm, I'm not stopping, basically. So let me try and get you know a little bit acclimatised before that happened. So I got to spend some time in Chicago, um, incredible place. In fact, Chicago was probably my favourite city I went to. I was managed to hit up a Cubs game on the Tuesday, though I was very, very tired. I didn't stay for all of it in the end. And yeah, got to kind of see Chicago, uh, meet some people that I had uh, spoken to on other podcasts. So that was pretty cool, meet up with them. And yeah, the first few games kind of felt like I was on holiday, which, you know, I was. But yeah, the first kind of two weeks, maybe I was just like, oh, this is great. I'm on holiday. I was spending far too much (laughs) drinking and eating far too much. And about two, three weeks in, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to last 13 weeks if I keep going like this. I need to uh, stop thinking of this as a holiday because holidays don't last this long. (laughs) Definitely. And so in terms of, I mean, that particular game was was pretty bad i mean it wasn't bad i mean it's entertaining but it it, it was a uh, i think 10-3 was it arguably the worst game you saw or perhaps looking no, back the most no. disappointing or no no not not even close i mean for, for me i enjoy a close game whether that's high scoring or low scoring 
The games I don't enjoy are the absolute blowouts where you know who's won in the second, third quarter, because then it's kind of like, well, what are you watching for? You get a bit bored. Whereas a game where, you know, five minutes from the end, we don't know who's won, that's still entertaining to me, despite the horrid lack of offense in the game um, and the ever kind of increasingly angry Bears fans surrounding me. But a game like week two, where it was the Patriots beat the Dolphins 43 to nothing. I mean, that was a game that fell over before I got in the stadium, never mind in the (laughs) second, third quarter. So that was definitely probably more, you know, worse than the than the ten to three. At least that one was was close. At least Lee, I should have told you to cover your ears when that happened. It's painful just listening to it. Jake is after everyone. Oh yeah, you don't know Lee's a Dolphins fan, so I'll let you off. (laughs) You got the sweet, sweet revenge week seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna live on that for a while now. Without the forty-three to nothing, maybe the week seventeen wouldn't have even felt as good. That's true. I disagree with that. Oh, right. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they definitely you feel better if they swept. But <laughs> I was trying to make them feel better. Come on. <laughs> Things were such a mess early on. I, I felt bad for you but having to go and sit through it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, the was, only good was, thing is, it was a rough one. at least you're in Miami. It's still a nice place to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the people that worked at Hard Rock Stadium were so nice. And they actually, they let me go on the field after the game to take pictures and things like that. It was funny, they were, it was the person who had to sign my form. So I had to get somebody to sign a form, like a Guinness World Record form, to verify I was there, essentially. And um, so she was, oh, do you want to take some photos, you know, like in the stand near the field or something? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I was like, ah. Oh. And then she moved us even closer. I was like, oh, at this rate, we'll be on the field soon. And she was like, you want to go on the field? I was like, mm, yes. <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> and she, these, these were her words. She went, we just lost 43 to nothing. The last thing anyone cares about is where you are on the field. <laughs> something I, would I was say. like, fair enough. I love, I love the honesty. I love the honesty. Yeah, no, who cares who's on the field? <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Yeah. Now, I, I got a question. So, so a friend of mine, he was on uh, this podcast, Dennis Moss, I put you in touch uh with him he did the, the wrong shape balls t- uh balls tour he went to see yep. all the teams in 31 stadiums although some of them are no longer stadiums so he's gone back this year to go and see the ones that weren't around when he did it the first mm-hmm. time around um he talks about times where he almost missed a game so did you have any hairy moments where you uh missed a game where either due to missing a connection a fly losing track of time being stuck at a tailgate uh, doing anything Is, were there any times that, that, that this record attempt was was in doubt yeah I mean flights luckily were really kind to me all of my delays were on travel days where there wasn't a game you know the only day where I traveled on a game day was a Monday because I had to go from Sunday game to Monday game luckily all those flights you know went off without a hitch but there was a time when I was at the Niners game where we met some people I kind of knew. I know that that live in San Francisco, and so we went tailgating with them. And we definitely left the tailgate too late. And I have to video the first play of every game to show I'm there for the entire game. And so being in there early is normally quite important. I normally try to get in there, you know, 40 minutes early, half an hour early, that kind of thing. And we're queuing to get into Levi Stadium and you look up and there's a big board and it's got countdown to kickoff and it reads six minutes, 35. <laughs> 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 I looked at them and I was like, that's not good. That's not, that's not going to go well. So, um, you know, the queue's going pretty quickly, thankfully. And we get through and we get into the stadium with, I think it's two minutes, 20. And, but you have to go like, up the ramps to get to where to uh to where we could get to to kind of see the field and get the thing in so we're running up these ramps there's like five of us and we're like we're gonna have to run so we start running and then very quickly the others realize they don't need to be within sight of the field for this one record so they <laughs> stop running <laughs> and i gotta keep going and i got halfway up and i nearly was just like Do you know it's not worth it it's not worth it close <laughs> have you ever tried to run whilst full of beer and food it's not fun. <laughs> But luckily, I got got up there and I got my phone out and I must have pressed record like two seconds before they kicked off. And I was just like, 
right, I've done it now. I can, I can go, I can go sit down. And thankfully, that was that was probably as close as I got. Although when I was in Arizona, I got really quite badly sick the night before the Cardinals game. It was one of those where I was like, if I didn't have to do this for the world record, I probably wouldn't go because I felt awful. I was like throwing up every kind of 40 minutes. And I was like, I'm a bit worried if I go, I'm just going to throw up in the stadium. So I ended up going along and basically just trying not to throw up the entire game. But thankfully, I made it. So they were probably the two two closest I got to, to ruining the world record. But alas, it uh, all figured out, thankfully. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> What what do you need to do to get your picture of you holding this? Have you got your certificate? I haven't got my certificate yet. It's all been verified and I can kind of apply for them to send me one. However, NFL UK are trying to get it organized that Jason and OC will hopefully give it to me while I'm out in Miami for the Super Bowl. So that would be pretty cool if they can pull that off. Um, originally I was going to go down to their office and they were going to do something there. They wanted like some kind of media thing about it being given to me, but the timing didn't quite work before Christmas. So I think cause they, they're going to be out there anyway for the Super Bowl. They were going to try and get it organized for out there, which is even cooler. So hopefully I should have it come February the 2nd or whenever they, whenever they do it that week. Nice. And then I guess there'll be a picture of you holding your framed picture in the next Guinness Book of Records annual or whatever it is, right? <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know. You know, you might not be in There's so many records. They're not all in there. So, you know, hopefully they pick mine. But I would be probably surprised given how many there is. But we, well, can, sure that, we can hope. I mean, it's a shame you don't have a billion dollar organization, a multi-billion dollar organization <laughs> that would necessarily have the, let's call it power and clout to lean on an organization such as the Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records to put a photo <laughs> like that in. I'm just saying. <laughs> just put it out. You know. Lean. I know Alistair Kirkwood. Like, they're going to send, send the boys around. <laughs> yeah, well, listen. <laughs> to run the heavies. Al- Al- Alistair Kirkwood yeah. is kind enough to come on here. I'm sure he's listening now. I'm sure he's probably working on it. There you go. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. He's, not, he's not that busy. <laughs> it's off-season. Yeah. What else have they got to do? <laughs> so, so out of tickets? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Let's leave that. So, so talking about tickets, Jacob, <laughs> moving on very, very quickly. Uh, how was it securing tickets? Was there some games that were harder to get to than others? I managed to get all my tickets beforehand. I, I certainly could have done it a lot cheaper if I got them all like kind of on the day or the day before. However, with this being kind of the world record thing, I didn't kind of want to go down that route. I wanted to have everything kind of mapped out knowing right I've got my tickets I've got this flight but etc so um some were definitely more expensive than others uh opening night was was very steep as were kind of like Patriots games in general were pretty expensive um but yeah managed to get them all you know relatively easily kind of Ticketmaster StubHub jobs that kind of thing a lot of them kind of by the time I was buying tickets were resale things as opposed to initial release. Um, the tickets kind of, they went on sale the day after the, the schedule dropped, at which point I had kind of committed to doing it, but wasn't probably in a position at that point to immediately just buy all my tickets, which probably would have been cheaper if I had just done them all, you know, initial release straight away, but I hadn't sorted out like where I was going, when, if I could get it off work, all that kind of stuff. So Tickets was fully enough kind of the last thing I did, but all managed to uh, managed to work out. But yeah, some were definitely more expensive than others. Do you remember what the cheapest one was? I think, do you want to guess? Oh, <laughs> somewhere that's always empty. I'll take a Florida team. Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, no, no Florida team. Washington. Uh, no, though, if I'd have bought them on the day, it probably would have been. I think I saw tickets for $12 on the day, which very much upset me while I was holding my $75 ticket with the same seat. <laughs> yeah. uh, California. California, as you guess. Mm. Oh, the Rams at the Coliseum? Yeah. yeah, it was the Rams. Yeah, which funny because it was like full. It was full, but yeah, it was Rams versus Ravens, Monday night football. So maybe it was because it's Monday night out in Cali. That's a five o'clock job. So some people struggle work-wise, et cetera. But yeah, I was I was surprised to be fair. I thought, you know, Rams, Ravens, Monday night. Mm. Sounds like a like a, a good one, really. But 
Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So the best city, which one was it for you? Uh, Chicago, I think. I loved Chicago. Nashville, I would say, was probably a, a second for me. Nashville was a lot of fun. Um, somewhere I'd definitely like to go back to, um, kind of like with people. I was there and I had a good time there and I met some Chiefs fans out there. It was the Titans Chiefs game. Um, but I'd definitely like to go back with like a big group of people. It was, just, it, was just, it was like party town. So I, I uh, greatly enjoyed Nashville. Marvellous. And then throw some shade on the worst one you went to. Go on, why not? First, worst stadium or city? City. Oh, both. I want to know both. <laughs> worst stadium, uh, I've been saying FedEx Field um, for the Redskins. It's like, it was big, but it was quite old. It was half empty, which was kind of not great for the atmosphere on a Monday night. It was a bit of a nightmare to get to and from. So it's probably the one I enjoyed the least. Worst city is a tough one. I'm trying to remember where I went. Jacksonville was pretty quiet as a town. Like there wasn't much there. So it's pretty industrial. Maybe I'd go there. Yeah, yeah, we kind of stayed a little bit a little bit out of it because it wasn't so, you know, there wasn't loads to do. And, you know, people were like, are you staying in downtown Jacksonville? And we're like, no. And they were like, oh, good, I wouldn't go there. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you, know, you know when you hear that from people who live there that it's legit. <laughs> yeah, there, there isn't much to do in Jacksonville. It's, it's, quite a, it's quite a small place. I'm not a big fan of the stadium. I, I can see why you picked FedEx. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that stadium. It's actually it's because it, although it's quite a new stadium, it what's weird is I've been to a Gator Bowl there, um, which okay. is a college game. And the thing is, when the, when the, when you got the Gator Bowl there, they have a bigger capacity for that game because they put up temporary yeah. structures than they do yeah. for the NFL games because the demand isn't there. So once you've yeah. been there at full capacity in a college game, and then you go Kinda there for an NFL it, right? game, it's mm. not as good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I'll tell you what, I wasn't a huge fan of MetLife, which is one kind of loads of people have been to because it's, you know, lots of people go to visit New York, but I wasn't a, a huge fan of MetLife, really, compared to some of the others that I think are a lot better. I've never been, but it always look, it looks a little bit soulless on TV. Do you know, I know yeah. with the grey seats and stuff, I know obviously it's multi-purpose, but it just looks a little soulless. <laughs> Yeah, no, I kind of know what you mean. It doesn't have the character that a lot of the other stadiums have. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. So, best tourist exhibit. What was the best thing you saw tourist-wise? Tourist-wise? I did all the kind of like touristy stuff in DC. I had a spare day, so I kind of went round and learnt loads about American history. And we weren't very nice by the sounds of it from what I learnt. (laughs) Um so yeah, um, so there was some cool stuff in there, some cool museums. I'm trying to think what else I did tourist-wise. When I was in Colorado, I went down to Colorado Springs. And there's this bit called the Garden of the Gods, and they have like all these crazy rocks. Actually, no, scrap that. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls is pretty cool. I'm going to go with that. I did that on my while I was in Buffalo. I also went to uh, Canada and caught a CFL game uh, in Hamilton. And on my way, I stopped at Niagara Falls. And uh, it was one of those things where I was like, I'll go because, you know, people should say you should go. But I was like, it's probably just going to be like some water. But then I got there and I was like, <laughs> yeah, do you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Same thing happened to me when I was, I went to the Grand Canyon years ago. And I was like, eh, it's just going to be a hole in the ground, isn't it? And then I went there and I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is, this is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> at Hamilton, did you link up with Jeff Reinbold? I didn't manage to um, didn't manage to meet up with him because he was too busy on game day. But I did speak to him beforehand, and he did sort me out um, with a ticket. So that was pretty cool of him. But unfortunately, game day it was a bit too uh, tied up to to uh, meet up, and I was only there literally that day, and then was at the Bills game the next day. So I wasn't there for too long. But no, he's a uh, he's a great guy. No, he's awesome. Nice, nice. So you've done the stadium. Let's talk about the tailgate. What was the best tailgate you were part of? I'm going to go with Buffalo, and then I'm going to have Detroit as a close second. Buffalo, they're just, it's like a different breed up there. <laughs> it, was, it was like nothing else I went to. They were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. They were doing shots out of bowling balls and then chucking them at Dolphins logos. <laughs> they had um, <laughs> the guy, he had... Uh, it was like a 
imagine Gandalf's staff, but in the top of it, it had an actual fish with fire coming out of its mouth. Not quite <laughs> sure how he did it, but I was impressed nevertheless. They had um, weird things like chicken skewers cooking on screwdrivers and pizza cooking in a filing cabinet. You know, like the big... Incredible. Yeah, and apparently it's won best pizza in Buffalo. Not just at a tailgate, in all of Buffalo. <laughs> but cooking it in so, a filing cabinet. I don't know. I sp- have you tried it? No. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it's the best way to cook it. <laughs> we need to get one of those today. Well, there's a filing cabinet right there, boys. Well, there we go. There you go. I think you've got the newest addition to the, uh, <laughs> to the carriage. Five Yard Rush Studio. Watch out, Buffalo. Yeah. Five Yard Pizza is coming for you. <laughs> so, with Buffalo... Go on. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say on. they had, you know, the big kind of like American mailboxes that they have. Mm. And I was like, oh, what, what's in there? And uh, he opened it. And there was a full rotisserie chicken. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost it. I lost it at that point. I was like, yeah, do you know what? You guys are crazy. I, can't, I don't even know. what. And this tailgate, there's like thousands of people there. Um, Micah Hyde's wife goes to tailgate there before the game. Got to go say to say hello. It was yeah, unbelievable. There was like newscasters there. Was, there was a there was a Spanish kind of like news telecast on, and uh, it was like in the middle of like the probably more lively part of the tailgate. And he just grabs me. Someone's told him what I'm doing, and he just grabs me, and he's like, "I am now live with Jacob." And he just shouts some question in Spanish to me. <laughs> And then tries, and then there's somebody behind me like translating into my ear, so I could re- I could respond to him. I was just like, this. I did not know what was going on. Realistically, <laughs> I was in no state to be on Spanish TV wherever that was broadcast. I have no idea. I've not seen it, but I don't want to. <laughs> they do tell you that the cold will get you, so that's the. <laughs> yeah. So best fans then, Jacob. Was was that be Buffalo as well, considering they're out there or definitely up there uh, i tell you what i got a lot of a lot of love for the chiefs fans uh not only in kc were they great but when i went to tennessee that you know that tire stadium was 70 to 80 percent chiefs fans so they traveled really really well um and they invited me to go tailgate with them again in nashville so i got a lot of love for them they traveled extremely well so i probably put yeah i'm maybe going to say the chiefs fans overall but yeah, and they travelled very well to Denver as well. So, I'm, yeah, I'm going I'm to give the Chiefs fans some love there. But Buffalo, you know, definitely definitely up there as well. Nice, nice. So, best game. Wait, wait, what was your favourite game on your trip? That's a, that's a really tough one. I, was, I, I got very lucky to have a lot of good games. You know, there's a lot. I, I went every Thursday night and every, you know, there were so many good Thursday night games this year. It's, it's hard to top that Monday night week one game the Texans Saints one where I think they ended up swapping leads three four five times in the last two minutes where Stills catches that touchdown and then they miss the extra point but it's a rough in the kicker and then they give up that play and Will Lutz kicks like a 58 yarder to win it right at the end that was really really good other ones up there is Seahawks Rams on a Thursday night where the Seahawks won it on that missed Greg Zerline kick right at the end. The Titans Chiefs game where the Titans won it blocking that field goal right at the end as well after being behind pretty much all the game. Yeah, I had a lot of good ones. It's tough to pick, but those three are ones that really kind of stuck with me, I would say. Cool. And then finally, I guess for this section, at what point did the media start getting interested in your journey? And, and apart from the crazy Spanish guy in Buffalo, what was that after they started getting interested? <laughs> yeah. So I got like kind of bits and pieces here and there. So like, for example, when I went to Green Bay, there was like the local NBC station wanted to do a little story on me. That was pretty cool. I got to do that like outside the stadium. Um, so I had kind of like bits here and there, but nothing like nationwide. And then that last game, I think it might have been, yeah, the day of the last game, I woke up and it was, I think after the BBC article went out, um, it was probably a, a week after the NFL.com article went out about me that they, that they did. And BBC kind of jumped on it and I didn't know BBC were doing it. And then I woke up and I was on like BBC homepage and my phone just had like a million messages of people back home being like, I've seen you on BBC. See or like say like people I've not spoken to in years being like 
what are you doing on BBC? I didn't even know you were doing that or whatever. And that's when it kind of blew up and I had like, you know, CNN getting involved. There was a Sky Sports and all that kind of stuff. It was really that final day where it just exploded and where I thought, oh yeah, I'll have a nice, probably pretty chilled final day. You know, the game's not till the evening. And I think I did six interviews just that day before the game. And then I did the Sky Sports one after the game where I was trying my best to sound sober after the game. Because <laughs> this was like seven, this was their morning broadcast. And it was like 1am for me. And I've just finished the whole thing. And I was just like, yeah, got to put a brave face on here and see what I can do. But no, it's been so, it's been a lot of fun doing all the media stuff. It's, I mean, it's a story I don't think I'll ever get tired of telling. So even though, you know, people come over and be like, oh, you know, I'll go to tailgates and people will ask me like, the same question everywhere I go. And my friends will come over and be like, you don't, it doesn't seem to bother you that, you know, you have to keep answering the same question. I was just like, I mean, re- there's so much worse things I could be answering questions on realistically. It's, uh, yeah, I think I've got stories I can probably dine out on for a while. Ah, oh, definitely. For sure. Yeah, so, uh, on, on that note then, Jacob, what, if you, in years to come, you've got to tell your grandkids about it and what would you say to them was your favourite moment from your world record attempt and what would it be and why? That's a good one. It's obviously tough to beat that, that, that moment at the Falcons where they gave me the Super Bowl tickets. Uh, that, was, that was a moment that will definitely stick with me forever. It's not just me kind of realising, you know, I've done it, I've got here, I, I will actually finish this um but also you know something that I did didn't see come in and got to go to the Super Bowl which has been you know an ambition of mine for as long as I can remember really so it's gonna be hard to to top that but I'd also maybe put up there when I kind of sat down at the very first game and I kind of sat down in Soldier Field and it kind of properly hit me that okay this is what I'm going to be doing for the next three months and yeah, once it finally hit, it didn't really hit me until that. Yeah, that first game where I sat down and they did they kicked off, and I was like, okay, this is it. I'm finally here after however many six months maybe of planning and deciding, you know, what I was going to do. It was pretty cool to finally get it started. So yeah, so just just on that, then talk me through the thing I'm most interested about. Not I'm most interested about everything, right? But <laughs> that feeling when the game ended in Atlanta that you'd broken the record, you leave the stadium. What were you, what was that feeling like? Because that's the one of, this has been a year in the making, plus many hours, your house deposit, you've been saving for years, your, you know, absolutely everything that you've been working towards. You've done all those interviews that day, your phone's going off. What's that emotion when you've, you know, you've walked out of the stadium knowing that you've, you've done the record. Can you remember how you felt and, 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 and everything that was going through your mind then? Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a strange mixture. I'd be lying if I didn't feel kind of like a little bit down that it was over, you know, it was three months and the first month kind of went quite slowly. And it, as it got further on, I realized, you know, I was getting closer to the end and I wasn't quite sure how I was going to feel, whether it'd be like kind of relief that I've done it. And there was that sense of relief of like, right, I've definitely done this, you know, nothing can go wrong now here. Um, but yeah, I'd be lying if I wasn't a little bit kind of like, I kind of wish I could keep going or, you know, a little bit down that it was, it was, it was over because I'd had so much fun. But then I had the, also the weird emotions of knowing that, I, you know, I, was, I had the Super Bowl thing come in. And I think having that probably helped me a little bit because I was like, it's over, but it's not over. No, I have something, there's the next thing to look forward to already. And it also helped having, I had a couple of friends over for the last few games and I was saying to them, I was very happy on the flight and kind of the journey back that I had them or else I'd have just been an absolute sulky mess the entire way home, which I still kind of was, but it was limited a little bit by having them there. So yeah, it was, it was a really strange feeling of kind of a mixture of happiness and sadness and relief and just kind of that night when I went to bed, I was kind of like, wow, I'm just, I'm done. And just kind of sat back and just, you know, thought about every city I'd been to in the last three months and kind of had a little little recap in my mind of like, wow, this is what I actually managed to do. Because for so long it was, 
you know, just a thought in my mind of, yeah, that'd be pretty cool to do, but might just be one of the things I think about and never actually do, which I, I do a lot. I have a lot of ideas that I never actually pull off. So it was pretty cool to actually see one through. No regrets. No, no, zero. Absolutely none. I'd do it all again if I had any money left. <laughs> it is an incredible journey, isn't it? When you when you think about what you've achieved and how you went about it and everything like that is I mean, it's not something everybody does on a day to day basis. And the fact that you did it faster than anyone else is pretty spectacular as well. Yeah, in fact, I've got a, there's, a, there's a cool story that came about maybe two weeks after I finished. And so somebody messaged me on LinkedIn and they were like, oh, I was in the Falcon Stadium. I saw you on the big screen. You, you know, you broke the world record. He went, that was I set that world record the first time back in 1998. He set the first original one and he just happened to be in the stadium where I broke the current record. And he didn't like know anything about it. He just saw it on the big screen and then, you know, found me and got in touch with me. But I was like, it's so strange that he did the first ever one and then was in the building when I broke it. That was, that weirded me out a little bit. <laughs> it, it does tend to do that sometimes in the world, doesn't it? It works in very mysterious ways. That, yeah, that's very strange. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, was, I thought he was joking at first, but he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he sent me the picture of the certificate and everything. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I take it he was American then. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody who has broken the record has been American. I believe I'm the first um, first Brit to do it. In fact, I met a couple of people on the way who were like, "Huh, I don't know how we feel about a Brit coming over and having this record. We might have to. Uh, we might have to try beat it next year." <laughs> so I said, "But it's yeah, not as easy as go that. for it." It's yeah, I mean, yeah. Easy. I like to. I'd like to keep it for at least a couple of years before someone breaks it, but. Yeah, it's not as much about that. It's more about, you know, all the bits along the way, thankfully. But it's it's, it's not even the fact that it, it's, it's sheer mathematical chance, isn't it? Because it's not something like, it's the way that the schedule goes. Because it's, it's not yeah. like you missed any yeah, games. Yeah, you yeah. went Thursday, Sunday, Monday. So there isn't a way to do it much faster than the way that you've done it. They might shave a day or two, providing the schedule plays out and it's kind, but... There's no guarantee that that's likely to happen for a few years either, is there? No, not necessarily. Yeah, the, how quickly you do it essentially is how quickly they, re- how often they repeat the kind of prime time venues. So, like, I had a couple of mon, a couple of Mondays where they were at the same uh, city they'd been at a few weeks before. So, like, Monday week two was the Jets, but Monday week six was also the Jets, for example. Um, so that's like a whole day where you can't go somewhere new because that's the only game on. So I think in theory, if you, every game day had like a unique venue, you could do it in 74. That's obviously really unlikely as, um, you know, the good teams tend to get more primetime games. Why the Jets had two and the Steelers have two, I'll never know. But in <laughs> theory, the... Um, the the good teams get kind of more um more prime time games and like it tends to be more divisional games on prime time so you could do it quicker yeah well I'm I I'll be uh lying if I if I said that when the schedule drops next year I won't be kind of working out to see if it's doable that's the answer I was waiting for I knew you were going to say it too <laughs> that's what I was going you into I was like I want you to check the schedule and I want oh, to, gonna... I want a tweet from your account saying haha suckers you can't break it this year. Oh, I'll be tweeting that whether you can or you can't. I need to throw people off the scent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be tweeting, oh, no, shame no one can break my record this year. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to have to hold this another year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> oh, man, this has been great. Yeah, man, I it's, it's great you've come back on to describe the journey. I mean, oh, you know. of course, of course. You guys were one of the first ones to have me on in terms of prep for my trip. So I really appreciate you guys having me on, especially, you know, beforehand and now. Kind of all the all the media prep at the end of the day started from the first few ones that I did and, and getting on Twitter and, and posting about it. So, of course, man. Well, we appreciate the love, man. We appreciate the love. Jacob, <laughs> I understand you've started a new podcast. Why don't you tell Rush Nation all about it? Yeah, that's correct. So, <clears throat> sorry, I have uh, 
started 49ers Brawl, which is part of the wider Brawl network. They have podcasts on most teams. It's always growing. We are one of the newer ones, but they've got everything from NFL Brawl, Bears Brawl, NFL Draft Brawl, and me and uh, my partner, Jason Fearman, who he lives in Florida. We've started up 49ers Brawl, co-hosting our first episode went out last week. Um, if you want to check it out on Twitter, it's just at 49ers Brawl. I've also been tweeting it from my account on uh, at JBB Football. Uh, any Niners fans, any football fans, it's a Niners podcast and we try and link everything back to the 49ers, but it's so hard not to just talk about the rest of the league. You know, this this week we're going to be talking about the game's just gone even though the Niners were on a bye. We're going to be previewing every game because with the playoffs especially, it's it's, it's a little bit easier because every team's a potential future opponent. So we uh, we do talk about everything. So it's not just for Niners fans, but if you are a Niners fan, uh, it'd be great if you could tune in and uh, yeah, give us a like, a follow, any feedback, anything is anything is welcome. It's been a lot of fun. The first week, we're doing the next one tomorrow. So that should be out tomorrow afternoon. If you want to check it out, I'll be tweeting it out. No, definitely. Um, yeah, enjoy. I just think anything... You know, anything that good people do, you always want to listen to. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you coming on. We'll, we'll definitely have to have you back because I think you've got many, many hours of stories uh, to, to cover off. And, you know, it's a long off season. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Uh, I've only, you know, we've only had the podcast for a week and I'm already thinking, right, we need to start filling some off season plans because I, it's far too long. In fact, I was saying we'd love to have you guys on for a little. Uh, fantasy preview of the 49ers starts, you know, towards the, the start of next season. That would be great if you guys wanted to do that. We're there. You, you say when and where and uh, and we'll make that work, definitely. Especially as next year, it's, it's fascinating. There's, I mean, we've got the draft and free agency to go through, but there'll be some questions at running back and uh, oh yeah, we can talk yeah. about the wide receiver rooms and what Jimmy G and the amazing George Kittle will do. So, yeah, happy, happy definitely to come on and uh, I'm, I, you know, we were talking beforehand. I, I, uh, I'm rooting for the 49ers now. The Bills were my rooting interest just because I really like Josh Allen. But um, the 49ers have uh, one of my favorite all-time NFL players as their GM, John Lynch, and uh, yeah, Juan Alexander's there. Unfortunately, he's not playing anymore this season. No, he's back. He uh, is no, he's back this yeah. weekend. Well, he yeah. was supposed to be up for the championship. Apparently, he could be back this weekend. Oh, I didn't know that. Huge. Yeah, huge if that happens. Even this morning or late last night on Facebook. Oh, that'd be amazing. If he's back. And uh, I'm really hoping, really hoping this is the year for John Lynch because I think this is for the Hall of Fame. I think this is the sixth time he's a finalist. Um, Is that right? Six times. Yeah, he's been up a lot. And it's hard because he's got uh, Troy Poliamu through uh, Mm -hmm. the Steelers there. So not easy. But I just I feel that with what's going on with the 49ers this season and the fact that he's the GM, I just hope that it shouldn't make part of the collection of his playing career. But the fact that he's been in the press this year, I hope that just it reminds people of what a good, uh, amazing player. And, and especially as um, the, the the coach that, that drafted him, Sam Weish, passed away last week. Um, yeah. And I know that he, he was very close to him. So... That'd be a nice tribute as well. Interesting fact about John Lynch. Don't know if you knew this. He was my first jersey. No, I did not know no that. Yeah, nice. number 47. It was my first That's NFL jersey. Cool. That's pretty cool. I like that. Well, there you are, Jacob. Why don't you uh, why don't you let Rush Nation know where they can find you on Twitter on the or in the World Wide Web and wherever else you are available? Yeah, Twitter and Instagram are all the same. It's at JBB Football. Um, feel free to, you know, pop up, say hello. Uh, slide into the DMs if you want to say hello. If you're ever out watching watching football, then yeah, feel free to give me a shout. If anybody is going to be in Miami, I'd love to uh, love to link up with any other kind of fellow fans, especially fellow 49ers fans, if they are, if they happen to be there. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much, but it's hard. <laughs> well, you'll know in two weeks' time. So I know. <laughs> um, I mean. I, I'll be honest, I think this weekend's games really have helped because I think the Saints oh, yeah. were going to be sticky and, and no disrespect yeah. to 
the Vikings, the Seahawks, or the Packers. But uh, I think they scared they, me. The, the Saints. Yeah, the Saints were the one that. Well, the second, been... the second reason, the second reason that that game I felt was huge because it meant we didn't have to play the Seahawks next week, and that's another team that scares me. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. best of luck, mate, and we really hope you enjoy Miami. I'm absolutely in no doubt you will. You will have the best <laughs> time whatsoever, but enjoy it. Thank you very much, and thank you again for having me back on. Oh, mate, anytime. You are more than welcome. Anytime. Always a pleasure, man. Just uh, we'll, we'll get you back on in a little bit. We'll, I'm just so fascinated, and uh, I hope you I hope you can document this in some way. I don't know if you're planning to do that, um, other than what you've already done with photos. You've got a place you can host everything, but uh, if you find a way, just let us know. I'd, I'd love to just check out what you, what you, your, you know, your whole visit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been, I've been looking at, uh, at different kind of things. A few people have said I should write a book, but I just don't think I've got the, got the time for it. So I might kind of stick to, I might get some stuff up online. Maybe do a couple of series where I talk through stuff, you know, kind of like we have done today. So if you ever want to hear some more stories, maybe we could do something again and talk through some more stuff or. Worst case, next time I'm I'm down south, we can uh, grab a beer and swap some stories instead. I think we might do a combination of all that. Sounds great to me. (laughs) Look, sounds good. Jacob, thank you so much for coming back on. Really appreciate your time, man. Anytime, anytime. Boys, this has been a whole load of fun. We will have Jacob back on. Don't you worry about that, because there is beer to be drunk and stories to be heard. But until next week, Rush Nation, enjoy the football this weekend. And as always, don't forget, keep rushing. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 